0: This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Um Today's class is Lunishma Yerachamad Yehav Gadai Yisiam Menem Lunishma Yisir Menem Or Fush Leib Harav Shalom Bei Yamin Harav D'anan Mitzara Ester Magalit Bat Shef Ralea Chaim Tuvia Bas Success in Yerachamayim of Eliyahu Banabag Gadil Ben Eliyahu Eben Eliyahu Shefah Ben Eliyahu and Makapta Success of Rachel Brown Jewelry and may Hashem help us all. That also, please share and rate the podcast. All right, today's class we're going to do lesson thirty-one. I was thinking about doing something for 2023, but at the end of the day, our New Year started three, three months ago. <laughs> so I changed my mind. So just, you can just ask yourself if, you know, from three months ago, from Tishrei, what resolutions did you hit? Did you not hit them? Why did we not hit the resolutions? And the, the, the key to any resolution, we're just gonna talk very small about that, is to create a tzimtzum, always create a Any Anytime you're not hitting a goal, just make it, break it down smaller. That, that's really the whole science behind it. It's, it's usually our, our goals are way, way, way too high. We don't have a vessel. So every time the vessel breaks, it just forces us to create a new vessel. That's the purpose really of failure, to come back with a new strategy, procedure, or perspective. That's it. So anytime, let's very simplify it before we get to uh, break it down smaller. For example, if you can't do 10 minutes of his do, do five minutes. But make sure you do those five minutes. We, we spoke about raising the bottom. Don't raise the roof, raise the bottom. That is very, very important, raise the bottom. Whatever you're trying to do, raise the bottom. You know, your, your worst day, think about your worst day, should be better than most people's best day. So think about what does my worst day look like? You know, what does my worst workout look like? What is my worst day, what is my worst eating? Raise the raise instead of doing the opposite what the world tells you. Raise the roof, raise your standards. No, raise the bottom. That that helps and breaking down small goals into smaller smaller ones, and and because the key again is very simple. The key is momentum. Once we get momentum, increases self esteem, and increase self esteem will increase more effort, and that will increase you to create more goals. And we gave, we always gave that. Uh, great example of, of the trying to lose weight, and, and the, the first thing people do is they have an unrealistic uh, unrealistic goals. They want to lose like thirty pounds in a month. And they haven't lost thirty pounds in their whole life, so all of a sudden they think that in one month they're going to create lose thirty pounds by magic. And they're going to what are they going to say? They're going to work out seven days a week. They're going to you know get a trainer. They're going to become vi- uh, you no know, vegan, no sugar, no that that person hasn't put down a Kit Kat bar one time in the afternoon. So how are you gonna go from all of a sudden doing all of this to being a Navy SEAL overnight? It's not happening. You're not gonna become a Navy SEAL overnight. It's not gonna happen. But you can have little by little, create the identity by creating small goals and going forward. So it's very important. I always tell people the first goals you should have any time in New Year's, number one, no sugary drinks. Cut the sugary drinks. Then pick up ten minutes on the on the treadmill. Then pick, do sweets three times a week. Extremely, extremely Simpson Simpson Simpson. That's exactly how the way God created the world. He created the world with a lot of light, and then he create, had to completely reduce the light in order to create a it, Simpson. This is why we create forty day challenges. This is why we create micro wins, so you can get because if a guy cannot do a forty day challenge he's not gonna be able to do a 365 day challenge. But if we tell him you gotta do a 365 day challenge, he's gonna say, there's no way I can do it. So we have to create micro wins. And once you do this, that great, that creates momentum and momentum does its thing. So the most important thing is don't pray for new years, pray for new you. New you, what can you do better, etc. Forget the new year, 22, 22, 23, 24, what, what's, What's the difference? If you're the same person, what's the difference of the year? So you have a different president, you have a different, who cares? That's more of a realistic. And the way you gotta do this is, is really, really focus a lot on making your identity not dependent upon your feelings. And this is something I struggle the most with. This year, I'm gonna breathe more. I'm gonna try to do more. I need to definitely go more, do more. I'm definitely, there's a lot more that needs to be done. And that sometimes I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> so I have to now breathe through it. Breathe through the, breathe through the chaos. Breathe through it. And, and that will give you an extra, an extra energy. I'm not going something very unbelievable that I just read yesterday in Lesson 110. Let's see if when we get it, Just coming to me now. No. It says in lesson 110, this concept that, it's the first time actually I read it, that spirituality is above Torah is spiritual. Thus, a person whose deeds are pure and upright and whose intellect is spiritual is able to grasp being Torah, Torah without, getting, without forgetting anything. This is because a thing that is spiritual does not take up any space, so the Torah can expand and reside in the intellect. But when, for example, anything you're doing spiritual, so for example, you're asking yourself, well, how, how in the world can I go pray for an hour? How in the world can I go do, do a good deed for an hour? How in the world, if I'm tired, if I'm, if I'm exhausted? The, con- the concept of anything spiritual doesn't take up time and space. Doesn't, doesn't affect time and space because God is above time and space. Anything you're doing, Torah, Torah is, you're connecting to, to infinite, which is above time and space. Time and space only exist in an absence of consciousness. We've said that many times, right? That one uh, of the, the most important goals that we have to work on is trying to be present as much as possible, because anytime we're feeling the heaviness is only because of fear or we haven't let go. That's the majority of the, our issues today. And I know my issues, whenever I have um, any issues dealing with something in the present moment, is because I'm either way too in the future, at, and, when, and that's, that, that is fueled by fear, or way too in the past by lack of faith. So we know that both of those things, both way too in the future or way too in the past, that, 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 that unfortunately make the present moment bitter. And if we constantly go through that, then we never get the present moment. So this is where what he's saying here is Torah does not have anything spiritual, really, that when you're connecting to Torah, when you're connecting to prayer, it's really, you know, you could say, how do you get up in the morning at four o'clock? How do you get up in the morning at this hours? Because it's not, there's no time and space. The time and space, if I told you to go to work at four o'clock in the morning, you'd be dead. Because that has time and space. But spirituality doesn't have time and space. The greatest prayers you can have are the prayers that you don't even know where you are. You don't even watch the time because you're so into the your time and space is completely, completely removed from you. So our, our definition with time and space do not come unless we are in a spiritual realm. So that's extremely important. Let's get to the Torah. one has a beautiful Torah in lesson 31. And he talks about the power of charity. And he talks about not only the power of charity, but how you get to yearning. It's a, it's a, very, it's a, deeper, it's a very, very deep Torah. But there's a lot of practical things here that we can all, we can all use. First, he says the word, that charity corresponds to galgal. Gal. As it says, because of galgal, gal, because of that thing, the wheel of fortune turns around. Gemara like tells us that one day a guy is rich, one day a guy is poor. You can see the market this year, Amazon down 50%, last year was up 30 It's like a gal it's like a wheel. And then it'll be up again. It's like a whole, the whole world is a gal So how, do, how does a person, you know, two people can give charity. One person can give charity, and his charity can really, really change his fortune. And another person can give charity, and it just, it's a good deed, it's mercy, but it doesn't create that spin on the wheel. How do, you, how, do we get, how do we spin the wheel? That's what we want. We want to spin the wheel, right? Not all charity. You can go give charity to the you know, Sandy, you know, San Francisco you know, Museum for Jews and you'll see huh, a horror show over there. Not all, not all charity is going to give you that, first of all, who you're giving it to, number one. Second, whether or not that charity actually is going to give you the, the, the effect of changing the mazel. Because at the end of the day, cha- charity here, is, he's saying here, has the power to change the mazal. So, Rav begins the Torah and he tells us that that if you give charity, you get six blessings. But if you say a good word, you, give, you get 11 blessings. So now we have 17 blessings. Right? In order to change the, the galgalim, the wheel, the zodiac, what do we need? We actually need 19. If you think about it, because there's seven planets, and there's 12 zodiac signs. So I need to take advantage of, of, of 12. But what am I missing? I'm only, have, I have 17, I'm missing two things. So he's saying, when you have these two things, then your charity can have the effect of, of spinning the wheel. And I've seen it personally in my own lives, where you've I've given charity and I had like miracles. I've had miracles happen through the charity directly. And how do we know that the first thing is he's saying here is you have to have, in order to get this to the 17, to the 19, the first thing is missing is the concept of Shabbat. It means if you keep Shabbat, why Shabbat specifically? Because Shabbat itself, I'm not telling you if you don't keep Shabbat, your charity doesn't do anything. It does, it gets mercy. But if you really want like the potency of the the blessing, where we could change the wheel. So the first thing is Shabbat. Why? Because if you look at the Gemara in Shabbat, it talks about, the first law in Shabbat, is where it talks about a person caring, whether or not, if he gives money, if he gives it, if he stretches out his hand, or whether or not the the, the pauper comes to the hand, it talks about basically charity. Charity and Shabbat are very, very connected. And because of the charity's light, Perfection takes on Shabbat. So the first thing you're saying, and, and what is what is Shabbat? You know, a person. You know, I was, I was speaking to yesterday, uh, the other day, to a person. T- she's telling me, I have the Garden of Amuna. I have the Garden of this. I have this this book, book, that Amuna book, and that Amuna book, book. And I have Amuna. Do you keep Shabbat? No. So that's not. You can't really. Your moon is not really perfected until you keep Shabbat. Shabbat is the perfection of Amuna. <coughs> That is the perfection. So when you keep Shabbat, you have a Muna. It's very hard to say, I have a munah. You, you, you could trust yourself, you have confidence. But whether or not you're getting the spiritual rectification of a munah on Shabbat is the key. And why? Because what is he saying here? Shabbat is faith, and faith is a source of blessings. As it says, a man of faith has many blessings. God bless the seventh day. So he, here he's saying many, many cases here where the 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 eighteen would be keeping Shabbat and keep and which which represents faith. The second thing he talks about here, I know that faith is only lasting because of the covenant. When a person, my covenant shall remain faithful with me, and the covenant is associated with Shabbat because those are the two signs. Reb telling us here that keeping the Brit and giving charity. I'm sorry, keeping the Brit and keeping Shabbat can give you the spiritual rectification that when you give charity, it has the power to change the wheel. It has the power to spin the wheel so you can actually change your mazal. And it's funny how both of those are very connected to, to, to mazal too. Mazal is also a person spills seed. Mazal also, when a person keeps Shabbat, the whole, the whole, his whole mazal changes. So those are two things that really, really affect the ability where you can actually give money and you can see major change immediately. And this is why he's, and he also says in the same Torah, and no, the, difference that, the difficulties that people tra- encounter in traveling on the road are also caused by the celestial bands. But there is nothing that one does not correspond, does not have a star above. So basically every road, every, mazal, every city has a mazal, every country has a mazal. And your and because your, the the troubles you have when you travel, have an aspect of this issue of the Brit, because if if you're having issues with that town, that means you're you're not getting it, You're you're under the star or the energy of that place, and you can't you're not changing it. So keeping the Brit also allows you to change the 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 mazal. So when you travel, you're not so affected. You know, lose your luggage, etc. Again, I'm not saying in every case, but there is this concept that troubles on the road are very connected to this issue. So what is it? so after after this Torah, he, he talks about something very very important. He says when a person when a person has this aspect of spirituality and he does keep a bridge, the one thing that's going to give him is there's this there's a spiritual connection which is called ratzon. Ratzon means desire. Rabnachman Nachman tells us that souls itself have no way, letters have no meaning. There's a letter. What gives, what gives energy to letters so that it becomes potential? It's the vowels. The vowels create the energy. Right? The word Lat could be curse. Tal could be blessing. Shefa could be blessing. Pesha could be sin. Same letters. Oneg, could be pleasure, nega. could be leprosy, you understand? The same word itself, meniot, which is, uh, meniot, which means cha- uh, challenges, neimot means pleasure. So you can see in the word itself, it has ultimately the bad or the good. It's, it's where the energy goes. We have to direct our desire towards positive desires. And there's negative desires also. The negative desires can shift the letters to the opposite. That means energy Energy doesn't disappear. It just goes for positive or negative. So what he's saying here, that once you start keeping the Brit, you're going to, have, you're going to start having positive desires. Positive desires means I want to get married now. I want to have a family now. Not keeping the bridge it's going to now want you to have negative desires, which is the opposite. Because now you're not seeking, you're not seeking that desire. It's very simple. The, the bridge, there's a bridge to spirituality. And that is sexual purity. Sexual purity is the bridge to spirituality. When there's no sexual purity, there's no spirituality. Wherever you find holiness, you find godliness. Wherever you don't, you find immorality. And I, I don't need to tell you that more. You could see that anywhere you go That when, when you see that issue, people are very distant. But when you see their they're Shoma Habrit, they're, they're more connected spiritually. So Rehnachan is saying here that a person yearns whenever a person wants to yearn for something. Whatever you're yearning for also yearns for you. That means our yearnings create spiritual rectifications. If I yearn, for example, to have Shalom Bayit, then there's going to be a female, that's a male yearning, there's a female yearning that's going to come to me. If I want to yearn to keep the Brit, there's going to be that opportunity. The Gemara says, wherever you want to be led, that's where you will be led to. And he says, our souls are made from the yearning itself. Yearning creates souls. If I want to become, let's say, keep Shabbat or something, or whatever you want to yearn for, you're not there yet. You, you almost need like a piggyback soul, which is called an Yibor Neshama, in order to accomplish a mission. In order to accomplish that mission, in order to get to a different place in your life, the, the answer is yearning. Yearning comes from, comes from Kabbalistically Keter. Keter is the highest energy you can have. You'll see a book from Rabbi Rush called A New Light, which the book talks nothing, about, nothing else about yearning. Sometimes it talks about asking God to help you, to help you pray 30 minutes a day, and that itself is the yearning. Forget the prayer. The yearning eventually gets things to happen. So when you have yearning and will, you have everything. Like they say, if there's a will, there's a way. If there's no will, there's no way. And how we get that, is we get that, we, the more we yearn, the more we, the more we keep the bread, the more male keeps the bread, the more spiritual we are, what he ends up getting is the desire for yearning. It's the desire to do more. I wanna do this. You know how you ever tell people, they started with the 42, okay, now I wanna get married, now I wanna to learn tomorrow, now I wanna do this. They start picking up things on themselves. Because that's what yearning does. It allows you to now want to hit goals. And this is what he's saying here. That our goals, everything is dependent upon a person's yearning. In other words, the unification and combination of letters is achieved through the vowel points. This is because vowel points are what give le- life to the letters, the movement of the letters. Without vowel points, the letters are golem. They're motionless. Thus a vowel point corresponds to the soul. Just as the soul's vitality and every movement makes a person, makes it through their soul, through this is like a golem. But the vowel points give the desire, give the yearnings and give the desire. Now the soul comes in into primarily, how does the soul come into it? So imagine if you're, if you, you're married to somebody and you guys have a lot of shalom bide, the, the you, you will get, and that could have not in been your soulmate, but because you worked on it so much, you will get a piggyback of your soulmates, of the soulmate's in the Shama. It's called an Yivor neshama. It's called a piggyback. Whenever you want to do something big in life, God helps you, but he gives you a spark of somebody else's soul because you're going to need the help. He gives you a spark of somebody else's tzaddik soul or somebody's soul you get a spark of. Now through the soul comes in primarily through the longing and yearning a Jew, which a Jew has for God. Each person, according to his level, that he yearns, longs, and, cra- and, and, and craves to reach the next level, through these yearnings, the soul is created. As it says in the Pasuk, my soul yearns and pines. You know, there's a book on the, Carl Jung's, says just like the, the, the deer yearns, um, I forgot the exact word. The deer yearns for the... Uh, Psalm 42. I forgot the deer. But it's in the, in the... Carl Jung wrote it in the, in the 12-step manual. That means the yearning that people have. If, if addicts had the same yearning for godliness that they have for toxicity, they would, have, they would be in another, another place today. What we have to do is we have to yearn for more things. We have to yearn for better things. And that yearning itself creates the souls to happen. And this is what, why, and also, what does, does yearning represent also? Yearning represents, the, in the Hebrew word, Kisufim. What word is similar to Kisufim? Kesef. Everybody yearns for money. Why? Because money comes from the same place as the soul. There's not one person who's going to tell you, I don't want any money. I don't want to make money. Everybody, deep down, yearns for money because they yearn, because the soul and money come from the same place, from this place of Kisufin. So just like you could see, people's yearning for money, what they do, wake up in the morning, they work late, we should really have the same energy towards godliness, etc. If you have the same yearning towards godliness that you have towards money, then you'll probably have both. But if the yearning is only for money and not godliness, then you, and the money will devour you. You will make money, but it will devour you. It will devour your days. It will take away your, your, your other yearnings. That's why Rav Nachan said that it's very hard for an individual to have both money and spirituality. You usually get one or the other. And the only way you can get it is if you're completely humble. And he gives this example. When a person prays to the north, he gets wealth. When a person prays to the south, he gets wisdom. So this person should just pray, pray nowhere just become completely humble. Like you don't stand anywhere. And that, you'll get both. Because kisufim, and again, yearning does not work, it doesn't work only for positively. Unfortunately, it works for negatively. And this is why, for example, when we come to holy places like, like, the, 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 like the wall, right? In Israel, you're, you, it's easier to pray there. Why? Because everybody else is yearning there. But go to Vegas and go try to pray there. Everybody's yearning for other things there. Yearning for monies, whatever. The Sin City. When you go to Vegas, I used to have a store in Vegas with my wife. You have an extra Yetzirah there, yearning for other things. You pick pick up on the airspace of that place. So we pick up on the airspace of other people's yearnings. And that's energy. Whatever people are yearning you're actually picking up in that place. You're picking up the energy there. So that's why it's very important why you should do His Bodhidut in the same place. Because you've already established a place where, you, where you've cleared that space of yearning. And remember this very simple. Your creator creates locks in your life so you can yearn. The purpose of the lack is for you to learn. The purpose of, of, of for you to yearn. So you can build the soul. That means if I, didn't have the, if I didn't have the obstacle, if I didn't have something taken away from me, I would never yearn for it. Because I would be whole. It's only when something is taken away from you. That you taking, that, because that something is taken away from you, there, that makes you yearn for it. Who yearns for something that they don't, there's anybody who's in great shape, do they yearn to be in great shape? No, they're already in great shape. But somebody who's out of shape, yearns to be in great shape. Somebody with the issues is yearning to get bite, but somebody with bite doesn't yearn for it, yearns for something else. So you can see here that lack is what creates the yearning. And that's actually the, an opportunity for you to come closer to your Creator through your desire And express your desire, etc. That's why it's so important to have this relationship where you physically scream, talk. Ask Hashem to send you the words to win. Ask Him for yearning. Because when you get cold in life, what do you think you yearn for? Other things. That's the way energy works. It doesn't go away. It just goes one way or the other. And to the extent that you yearn for something, that's what makes up the souls. That's why you I yearn to get to Uman. The yearning made me made me go. It wasn't by accident I went. I just buy a ticket the last day and say, let me go to Uman. No. To create yearning. So yearning creates the vessel, etc. So you have to ask yourself, whatever you're going through this year, either yearn if you want to make Yearn to have more trust in God. Yearn to have more... Year, yearn to, 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 to be able to, to, be, to, to, to become the one so you can have a good marriage. Yearn, whatever you need to yearn for, that's the first thing you should work on this year, on this fiscal year. To create better yearnings. And that is the only way. The more... The, and remember, sometimes we are prevented. Sometimes we are prevented from having something because that thing that you're going to get is so great that you have to build more yearnings for. And sometimes, believe it or not, this becomes extremely exhausting, because you keep on pushing and heaven pushes back. And you think it's bad, it's no. It's because he wants more yearning out of you. I would recommend a good book on yearning. If you want a book just on yearning, which is just as on desire, There's a book called A New Light by Rabbi Rush. Another reason why we have yearnings is because if we didn't have yearnings we would suffer from the bread of shame. We would get everything for free and we wouldn't appreciate it. And that's a problem too. Because what happens if you get everything for free and you don't appreciate it? You get really bored and, 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 and do stupid things at the end of the day. This is why our Creator places difficulties in our lives, obstacles, so that we can create yearning to find Him. So I don't want, to look, I don't want you to look at your life like, oh my God, why are these, I'm getting so much blockage so many obstacles. It's, he just wants you to turn up the heat. And, and like we said many times... Prayer doesn't get you out of trouble. Trouble gets you into yearning. Trouble gets you into yearning. And you only will appreciate it in life when something is taken away from you. I mean, I remember this two days this year where we had very cold, you know. Obviously for New Yorkers it's a joke. But for us, 40 degrees is pretty cold. Everybody was yearning for the sun. They didn't didn't see the sun in three days. Is anybody yearning for the sun today? It's 72 degrees. Is anybody asking, creator of the world, where's the sun? Anybody? No. Because there's no lack. Only when it's 40 degrees. You can't, haven't seen the sun for three days. You need the vitamin D. You're yearning, God, please give me some sun. Your bones are cold. That's when you yearn for things. This is why it's... it's, it's and that's what creates The soul. Well, the law of attraction is, what you seek, seeks you. Either way, not just positively, negatively, too. You wanna to go use drugs? Don't worry, the dealer will come right next to you. You'll find the way, you'll Google it, you'll get the right pharmacy. Whatever you yearn for is yearning for you. And it's usually the thing that bothers you the most is what, it's what you need to yearn for. So you have to ask yourself, how much time am I spending on this? How much time am I spending on this? It's not easy. It's not, this is not easy work. But at least we have the direction. At least we have the direction on what to do in, in our lives. And that's where, why, this is why exactly when we, when we yearn for money, we're yearning for kesef. Kesef is kisufim. Just think of the, the desire you want to make in, in, in money in life. Same kesav. And this is, the, we'll finish with this. And this is the meaning of the Holy Zohar. The desire of a woman produces the soul of a female, and the desire of a man produces the soul of a male. That he yearns for, this corresponds to the, whatever you yearn for, this corresponds to the desire of a woman. It produces a female soul. And this, that the object reciprocates with a yearning from him. This corresponds to desire for man that produces a male soul. Afterwards, as Zohar says, it becomes a pregnancy and a birth. And this is the concept of, this is the concept of, this is the spiritual, the spiritual law of attraction. Whatever you yearn for is yearning for you. And whatever you don't yearn for, and whatever you're, again, in life, we're always yearning for something. And you usually end up getting. This is why we can't feed fears. Right? When you, when you fear fears, basically you're fueling, you're giving oxygen to what you don't want to happen. How many fears that we've had actually came true? And that fear energy is just, it's, just, it's there, and it doesn't go away until you, until you take the energy out of it. You take the batteries out of it. But anytime we have these fears, the more we think about the thing, the more we obsess over it, it somehow overpowers us. So we have to work on letting go, letting go, letting go, not feeding the fears. The same thing with this. May Hashem help us all that we should all create positive, good yearnings and grow and create new people because in order for you to become a new person, you almost need a new soul. Let's make, I don't know if anybody's asking, creator of the world, give me a new soul this year. No. Give me a better year. No, give me a better me. Me by creating that yearning. Have a great day.